Hey everyone, welcome to the Spoken Gospel Podcast. Just a quick note before today's episode. This summer, we're completing our series of introduction videos with our final season of filming, and we still need to raise about $30,000 to cover those costs, and we would love you to help us with that. And you can do that by visiting the Spoken Gospel website and clicking on Donate. And by doing that, you can contribute to bringing books like the Book of Revelation to life. And whether that's through a one-time gift or a monthly donation, your support makes all the difference in the world. So thank you so much and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Spoken Gospel Podcast. Spoken Gospel is a ministry that's dedicated to speaking the gospel out of every corner of scripture. In Luke 24, Jesus told his disciples that every part of the Bible is about him. In each episode, hosts David and Seth work through a passage of scripture to see how it's all about Jesus and his good news. Let's jump in. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to the Spoken Gospel Podcast. We've got a really special episode for you today talking about King Jesus and what the gospel of Christmas really is, and we wanted to do this for you for a few reasons. One, because this is one of our favorite topics that we're both really passionate about. I mean, I, I mean, I work in a place called Spoken Gospel, so that's a given, <laughs> but like the idea of the gospel as good news... And the good news of a king. Yeah, and like the political nature of that. It, I was super cool. Poli sci major in me loves you it. Were, that's right. And uh, me loves it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other reason is to just uh, make you as our audience and our listeners and our partners aware that the end of the year every year is a big deal for us. We are a nonprofit organization, and so we depend on donations from people like you who support this podcast, who support the study yeah. that goes behind it, the resources that we create, the filming, the editing, the publishing, the marketing, quality control, everything. everything. Yeah. And so if you like the Spoken Gospel podcast, even if you love it, whatever your level of affection <laughs> if you is, like it, even if you love it, whatever it is, <laughs> Uh, we want to invite you to uh, partner with the Spoken Gospel Podcast, and you can do that by becoming a one-time or even better, a monthly donor, and you can go to SpokenGospel.com, click Donate, and give what you can. Every little bit helps. I, I know that sounds like a platitude. It is absolutely not. We have hundreds of monthly donors who give an average of about $30 a month, and that just compounds to be a huge uh, blessing for us and, and the majority of our budget. And so yeah. we really do want to invite you at the end of the year to become a donor for Spoken Gospel to help us keep doing this. Yeah, that's right. And what this is right now is talking about the kingdom of God on Christmas. Yes, good news in a bad news world. That's right, yeah, yeah. and that's good, because that's what we do at Spoken Gospel. Like, the whole world is full of really bad news, and we're constantly bombarded with how broken everything is, how messed up everything yeah. is, and often I feel like I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, right. and yes. the gospel just... Yeah, and it can that. kind of sound like a Jesus Jew thing, like, oh, we're doing good news in a bad news world, <laughs> but the reason why this feels is really appropriate is because we have overly Christianize the phrase good news. That's right. Or maybe that's not the right way to say it, but it's like we have done something to the phrase good news 2,000 years after the resurrection of Jesus yeah. that it did not mean to the original audience that would have heard the phrase good news 
or gospel, because the very first instances of that word are not in religious artifacts. It's in Roman propaganda. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about today. Yes, it's like the it gospel is. is Roman propaganda and why the good news of Jesus is better. That's right. And so on Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, his incarnation, uh, the story of him coming to earth. And I think you have a, a birth narrative to, I do have to a birth read na- to us. I do have a birth narrative. This is from ancient Rome. Okay. Uh, here's what it says. It says, since providence which has ordered all things and is deeply interested in our lives, has set most perfect order by giving us Augustus. Augustus, Caesar Augustus. Augustus Caesar. Yes. Whom she filled with virtue that he might benefit humankind. She being providence? She being providence. Okay. Wisdom is providence. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, she being providence. Um, he might benefit humankind, sending him, Caesar, as a savior both for us and our descendants, that he might end war and arrange all things. And since he, Caesar, by his appearance, excelling even our expectations, and since the birthday of the god Augustus was the beginning of the gospel for the world, which has been proclaimed on his account. This is one of the first things people would have had in mind in the ancient world when they heard the word gospel. That's right. The announcement of a Roman emperor, yes. savior and God. Yes, whom all providence and the spirit of wisdom has filled with all the good things to save the entire world for generations, to put an end to war. And he is God. Yes. He is a God. And it is good news that he has been born. Yes. The same way that we might think of the phrase like, I'm trying to think about modern parallel, but the same way we would think of president, mm-hmm. primarily in political categories, That's or right. Republican, if you're in America, as primarily a political category, yes. the word gospel was a political term yes, right. for the Roman Empire. And even the phrase, son of God, mm-hmm. would have been, in the popular imagination, a very specific religio-political phrase. On every single Roman coin, you had a picture of Caesar Augustus on one side, and in Latin on the other side, it said, the son of God, D.V. Filius. Yes. Like, the phrases that we throw around as, like, religious categories... Jesus is the son of God who brought the gospel. Would have would have sounded like you were just talking about Caesar Augustus. That's right. Jesus is the president... Uh, who is brought the best Independence Day? Yeah, I'm like trying right. to yeah, just tries, make it America. I'm, I'm having a hard time yeah. doing it with American terminology. Yes. But yes, that is the world in which the first gospel proclamations as we know them were given. Yes. So I think it's fascinating having all that in my mind. It's like, oh, when people heard the word gospel, they heard, thought Caesar. When they heard Son of God, they thought um, yeah, Caesar. Caesar. So when Mark opens up his gospel and says, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. That blows my mind because it is communicating primarily to his audience good news of a Caesar other than Augustus. That's right. It, it's like you open it up. It's like, I've got a political book to write to you. Yes. And then this new Caesar, right? This rival Caesar, uh, this rival son of God, what's the first message he proclaims? The kingdom, the kingdom of, of God. heaven, the, the kingdom king- of God is at hand. 
And so it's like, oh, there's a there's a rival Caesar building a rival kingdom, and he's saying that he has his birth is actually the good news that will save the world, that right. will put it into war, that will do all yeah. the things that Caesar claims to do but actually can't do. I'm I read that pronouncement of Caesar Augustus's birth, and I think it's so similar to what Colossians talks about Jesus. Mm. Colossians chapter one fifteen. The Son of God is the image of the invisible God. Yes. The firstborn over all creation. In him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, and all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Mm-hmm. All these are languages borrowed oh, yeah. from political categories yep. Roman citizens would have had. That's right. Because they believed that Caesar was the embodiment of a god. He was the image of God. That's right. He yeah. was the image of God and was a God. Yeah. Uh, and so even John is leaning into that when it's like, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and he was God, and he was made manifest among us. He's like, this is also borrowed political language. Yes. This should, if, it, if you don't already know this, this should blow some categories wide open for you of what Jesus and the gospel writers were doing uh, with the pronouncement of the Messiah coming, is that it's not just a polit- or a religious thing that you can wall off into some faith categories in your brain, right? But this was a political movement. So the restructuring of the world order. A restructuring of the world order. That's like, right. It's like Caesar claims to be God. Yes. And what does he do with his power? He oppresses you. Mm-hmm. He hurts you. He taxes you. He eventually, the Roman governors will send people into amphitheaters and persecute them. But there, in that bad news world, there's a different good news. There's a different gospel that Jesus is king. Yeah. 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 And and I think our world is, you know, with the, the growth of algorithms and social media and everything like that, it's getting radically more politically polarized, not just in America, but across the board, it's getting that way. And I think politics... They've always loomed large in the lives of humans, you know, for centuries. Yeah. Politics have loomed very large. Um, and so I think it, it's very comforting to us to know, or either that or it should be a challenge to you if you don't already know this, that if you are a Christian, you have said yes to a different politic. Mm-hmm. You have named and enthroned Jesus as your king, your president, your governor, your ruler, and he has inaugurated in you and the in your community of believers a new kingdom. And you rule and reign in that kingdom with different world orders. Um, and so we're not yeah. Democrat or Republicans in America if you're a Christian. You're a Christian, mm-hmm. and you serve King Jesus, and he deserves yeah. all your allegiance. And so it's it's just amazing to then come back at Christmas time and read the birth narrative of Jesus in that light. Yeah. Because it's going beat for beat with these Roman propaganda documents and enunciations that yeah. were trying to say that all real power and and the mm-hmm. real will of the gods and yeah. the real change that will happen in the world happens from the seat of political power. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, no, it's going to happen from a feeding trough in yeah. a backwater town from a man who dies. Yeah. I think like, okay, yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, I'm, and amen. I'm on on board in all these things. Here's some other realities. Like Christmas time is the time of year where most people commit suicide. Wow, really? Yeah, it's like it's this is like seasonal affective disorder, yeah. depression. 
Uh, this is where fa- like alienation between Families, family members yeah. is most pronounced. Mm. This is the time of year when it's supposed we feel we're supposed to be happy because everyone's giving gifts. Yeah, but it's often raining outside, <laughs> and our lives are not what. The Hallmark movies tell us they're supposed to be, right? right? The dissonance is real. The dissonance is very, very real in this season. And part of that is that we are under a series of powers. Yes. We are held captive to a life we don't have. We long for something that we will never achieve. Reconciliation with our family that we never will get. Yes, our our lives won't amount to anything. Yeah. And that's never more apparent than when we get together with all our family members and they're all succeeding so much, uh, you know, or... And we're still not the brain surgeon our yeah. dad wants us to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so all the silly ways that plays itself out and all the, and all the really tragic ways yes. that plays itself out, it's like we feel the need for better news than our circumstances, mm. than our employment, than our family situation... That, like whatever than our government than our government like right. we want something in this season that is better news than the news being preached to us by everything around us that's right and the good news of the gospel comes into each one of those places and offers something better mm. it offers like a new family yes or the hope of a restored family under our father god Like it offers the hope of new life, Mm -hmm. uh, restored life now, eternal life then. It offers us reconciliation and the ability to be ministers of reconciliation, to be agents of reconciliation by the power of the spirit God has placed inside of us when our family is fractured. Right. Like it offers us justice for a broken world. We often mourn and feel the heaviness of just all the evil around us, either in our neighborhoods, country, or abroad. Yeah. We're just like, man, who's going to fix all this? Right. Like, really? Peace on earth? Really? Really. And it's like, well, yeah, in Christ, there will be peace on earth. Not in the Pax Romana, not in the peace of Rome. Yeah. But in the Prince of Peace. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think the, the message here is like, we live in a world of bad news. Yeah. And there is the good news of Jesus Christ available to all of the ways that we're experiencing bad news. If your bad news is primarily political, Caesar is in power. Yep. Jesus is king. That's right. If your bad news is that your father is not a good father, God is your father. Yes. If your family is broken, Jesus is your family. Like Mm -hmm. there is our, or the church is your family and Jesus is there with you reconciling all of us to one another. Um, Like there is good news for every situation of bad news that we experience. And that's legitimately why we as Spoken Gospel exist. That's right. we, we exist to try to preach the good news of Jesus, the not the religious news of Jesus. That's right, yep. But the real, practical, political, familial news of the Jesus coming to us. Yeah, yeah. In, in a thousand different ways. Yes. And yeah, that's our blessing, like, to get to do that. Yeah. And uh, we only, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we can only do that when you guys partner with us. Right. So thank you for helping us get more good news into the world. And uh, we just want to wish you guys a super Merry Christmas. We hope this short little episode helps you see the birth narrative of Jesus yes. in a different way, gives you hope among, amongst whatever tor- turmoil or bad news you might have going on right now. And uh, we are just so thankful, and I hope you are too, that we sit under the reign of King Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who actually is doing and will do all the things that political people promise uh, he he will do. Uh, So 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. We will see you all next year. That's right. All right. Merry Christmas from the Spoken Gospel Podcast. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you for listening to the Spoken Gospel Podcast. Spoken Gospel creates short films, devotionals, and podcasts like this one. Everything we make is free because of generous supporters like you. To see our resources, visit SpokenGospel.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. See you next time.